Give them a shot to do what? Welcome, sports fans, to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT. And the Don presented by Give Us a Shot Network. I am the Don Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to leave us a five-star review. We have a lot on the agenda this evening. NBA, football, even some hockey. And we have a special guest. But first... Let me welcome in everyone's favorite, JT, Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling today? Yeah, that's that's all you, you got nothing else to say, man? What What do you want me to say? I, I hear you consistently crying about, oh, you're not a real sports fan of that team unless you, you know, you decked out head to toe in their no, gear no. 24-7. If you're not wearing, you know, the hat, the shoes, the pants, like, you're not a real fan. I mean, are you not entertained? Like, I had, I, I had to go literally put on... Anything Miami got on just so you would shut up. Is, it is, looks, you're not going to even say anything it about it? It looks like you went back to a 90s. Looks like you a hypocrite. You a, you a hypocrite, and you just love to hear yourself talk. Bring it, coach. I'm done with you. I'm not talking to you. It's going to be like that today? I can't even talk. No, you can't. You can't because you're a hypocrite. Bring it, coach. Please. I don't even want to deal with you tonight. Please. Into the 90s store and bought it, whatever heat stuff you could find. On. See this, this this why this is why I don't deal with you, man. There was Ronnie oh, and then <laughs> and coach and I had to guilt you. Coach and I had to guilt you in, in wearing some gear. So since you mentioned it, let's welcome in our special guest. JT, this is the first time on JT and the Dawn that we've had the same guest in consecutive shows. So that that's I know, pretty, yeah, cool. that's pretty amazing. Records, man. I felt like and I felt like the first time. I didn't do justice with the introduction. We're big on that. So let me welcome in. He is none other than former captain of the Louisville Cardinals basketball team, former George Washington assistant coach, who, by the way, was part of the staff that won the 2016 NIT title. And he is now current head basketball coach of the Landon Bears. Coach Hodge Turner. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you again for coming on back-to-back weeks. How are you, man? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, just happy, happy to be here. Kids, kids are out of school now, so no complaints. Oh, we got whole, we got you the whole show. Then we got you the whole show. Hey, hey, we were backstage and Coach said everything is fair game tonight, so that made me kind of nervous, man. <laughs> hey, um, but since you were on that topic. Uh, I feel like you're holding JT to a double standard, man. I got it. I got the, the 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 pre the pre-show argument. Like, what do you want? Like that jersey has a Reebok symbol on it. That means he's had that for a minute, which is <laughs> you know, exactly. 
Talk, talk mean, some sense into your man coach, over here. Don't man. be fooled, coach. Don't be fooled. Right? That that he was probably gifted that when he was smaller. Notice he doesn't have any current gear except hats because he likes to wear hats. I mean, come on. Don't don't give uh, him a break. Don't. I'm, I'm still sticking with JT on this one, man. He's like he can't win for losing, man. Like if coach. If, if he didn't wear anything today, you would have said, "Why don't you have anything on?" And he put something on, and then you know, especially after Game Six, man. That. Not not to jump into your itinerary, but that game six was a man, that game was amazing. And obviously game seven was 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 great for, for a Miami Heat fan, but it was. I almost I, I, man, I got reasonable people with just 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 this common common sense come on the show. See, thank you. I've I've been trying to tell people about you, Don. Man, coach just feels bad for you, JT. So, Coach, before we go back and look at the Eastern Conference Finals, in particular the Celtics, let's look ahead, all right? So we know it's going to be Denver-Miami, and we'll we'll remind the fans of our predictions at the end here. But the main main question that we want to ask you, and and this is why we bring you on, this is why you make the big bucks, which team has the coaching edge going into the finals at this time? Um, I got to go with, um, experience just the same way I was, same way I was all up in arms about Jimmy Butler in the top 10, like just cause he hasn't been there enough. Uh, Mike Malone is fantastic. I mean, I, I, I think he has, he has the best player in the playoffs right now, in my opinion, maybe the best player in the NBA. Um, he's got a, he's got a hell of a resume. Um, but there's nothing that can replace the, the experience. Now, I'm not saying that Miami's going to win because of this, but I do think they have the coaching edge because they, they've been there. And it's not just like one of those teams where they've been to the finals a bunch of times with a bunch of different coaches. Like it's been him, what, for everything except Riley what, with that one year. So he's, he's been he's been in it. He's been in it, man. Like so I, I think just not necessarily X and O or – or, or what strategies, but just like that experience is irreplaceable. Um, so I think that that's why Miami has a coaching edge. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and we talked about the X factors last time and I go off script a little bit here, but what when is he's the going one- off script? That means he didn't agree with your answer, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Listen, you coach agree? Spo, going into this coach Spo is going to have the edge. I totally agree. And so I know we're going off script, but the question, the other question I have for you is we talked about the X factors, but with you being a coach, what is the one kind of storyline or what's the one thing of interest you're going to be looking at closely as the series starts in terms of whether it's X's and O's, substitution patterns, who's matching up against who, like what's that one kind of that area that you're going to be looking at closely? Um, I'm torn between two, two answers, but I'll, I'll go with, uh, turnovers, man. Um, the Miami's prolific at taking the ball from you and Denver's prolific at not giving it to you. Um, something's, something's got to give, something's gotta give something's right? Gotta give. Like, and not like my team. I'm, we were good at both, but, uh, Hey, um, there you go. Like, I think, I think Miami heat, um, I think, yeah, I think they, uh, I think I have that right. I think they get, they get the most, um, they get the most, they, they get a ton of um, points off of turnovers. 
and um, then you I, um, then you got Denver who just who doesn't doesn't turn the ball over, and then that trickles into you know um, spacing and, and transition points and all, all that stuff. Uh, a lot of times it stems from um, from turnovers and whether you're, whether or not you're taking care of the ball. So I I, I think from an X and O standpoint, um, I think that's that's probably the biggest factor. The other thing I was going to say was just Bam and um, Jokic. I just yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so remind the the fans and listeners, what was your prediction and give us how many games? That means I need to remember what my prediction was. <laughs> hey, I know it was okay. the Nuggets it's, for it's sure. New, I know, bo- I know both of you guys picked Denver. So <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> I said Denver in six. Either. I think I said Denver in six. I think you did. You're right. You're and right. I'm, I'm, I, I still, I still feel that way. That's I right. still feel that way. Um, yes. I thought, I thought Miami was going to make history the other night. I was I was worried, you know. I, I, I uh, nah, too too much too much pride on that on that sideline. I mean, JT was worried. You should have seen the text messages after nah, Game Six. After after all my emotions poured into to Game Six, I was like, I'm not gonna let these boys ruin another day. So they gonna come out here either they are gonna take care of business or they are gonna embarrass themselves. And I don't yeah. see Coach Bo and Jimmy Butler, you know, embarrassing themselves, you know, back to back like that. So yeah. I had a feeling we'd get it done. No, I did too, but I, I was I, I was legitimately nervous after that. I mean, it's not like the the Heat did anything wrong, but you want to talk about gut wrenching, man. Like it's it's amazing. I think there was one NCAA game that was kind of like that. Like somebody made an amazing play, and then it was followed up by like um, an even more amazing play, and then boom, it was like elation and just despair just within three seconds. It's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so coach. Speak- Coach has Denver in six. JT, remind the fans real quick. What do you got? Six. Heat in six. And I got Denver in five. Gentlemen sweet. Can we I still believe it? I still I, believe I, it. I, I know I'm not the moderator here, but can can you expand on how you got got to Denver in five? Yeah, I just I Simple. think he's wrong. He don't know what he's talking about. That, that, that's the answer. He don't know what he's talking about. And right, he a yeah. hater. He yeah. don't like the heat. Wait. Hey, hey, coach! I, I hate doing this to you, but but JT, who'd you pick in that Lakers Denver series? Yeah, you took the Lakers. I took Denver. It was pretty clear who was right there. So Ooh, okay, you the, fit, how I get there, coach? Shot. Okay, congratulations. I, if JT would let me, you also pick the Celtics. So I don't know why you're gloating. And it went in seven. What did I say? It's going to go seven. And I said, hey, the Celtics. Bro, you they're going to win. You look like a fool. If Tatum had not you been like hurt, a fool for the first three Tatum games. had not been injured. We'll get there. But if Tatum not had been injured, eh, you never know. You know what? Coach, you know what? Let's how let, I let, get let's, there since, is since you since you want to talk in hypotheticals, let's let's do that. Let's do that because you always holding stuff up. So let's talk about. Let's talk about. No, I don't want to. You're not going to let the guest ask the question. He he don't want to hear you talk either. You you picked him. He asked the question. He asked the question. Coach, real quick, real quick. I I just think it's Denver's time, right? Jokic not having won the MVP, no pressure there. Jamal Murray is over a year removed. Well, like two seasons removed now, technically from the injury, and I just think they're hitting on all cylinders. And the other part. Miami, they've had a tough road, man. Milwaukee, six with New York, and then this seven, which should have been done in four, I, I think it catches up to them just like it did in the bubble. Hey, we made for that. So you, that's your answer? We done? We done? That's my answer. Can, can we talk about the team that you made all these excuses for, the crumbling Celtics? Can we talk about that? Sure. sure. All right, cool. Damn, you know he never going to be quiet. So <laughs> the Celtics have the whole offseason to think about what went wrong this season. 
you know, besides, you know, going against Jimmy Butler, the best dude in the playoffs. But during the opening minute of game seven, Tatum went down, bad ankle sprain. While he continued to play, he was clearly a shell of himself and bothered by the not 100%. Now, if Tatum was healthy, do you think it would have changed the outcome of game seven? Now, I want to get the wrong answer out of the way first. Don. You don't, you don't even please, know how I'm going to answer. Please, because I, 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 I know you're going to make excuses for your boy. You picked him to win the MVP before listen, the season. Go definitely ahead. Definitely changed tell the us, outcome. Tell us how listen, he would have been Michael it, Jordan in game seven. Tell us. Go ahead, it, please. It definitely would have changed the outcome. At the very least, and I don't think this can be argued, at the very least, it would not have been a 19-point victory or a blowout it, you know, early in the second half. I mean, first – Let's give him credit. What a gutsy performance because I don't think we realize how serious of an injury that was. If that was a regular season game, he comes out. He's out the next two to three weeks minimum, yet he goes through it. I think he ends up with 14-some points. And listen, I think with him in there, it goes down to the wire if he's healthy. Derek White contributing with 18 points, the Celtics might steal that. And your guy – you know, he doesn't quite show up, JT. You know, Jalen Brown doesn't quite show up. But, yeah, again, he's better than Tatum, according to you. But at the end of the day, though, I will say the actual outcome would not have changed. I think the Heat still win because Caleb Martin, there was no answer for him. All that, all that helping and puffing just to say we were still going to win. See, see why I make him go first, Coach? He's just talking a whole bunch of nothing. What you got to say about this? Um, First of all, as we know, this, what I love about sports debates is there's rarely uh, a, a factual answer. Um, but I, I think I think that had a huge – I mean, he's he's one of the best two or three players on the floor. Um, I, I think – like, I, I hear your point. I, I'm not ready to say they would have won the game, um, but I think it would have been um, – just for me, I want to see a good game especially like if it's not the Lakers, I just want to see a really good game. Um, and that we didn't, we didn't get that. Um, it was a great series overall, but I mean, I don't know, like we can talk about Derek white, but he had a great game. Does he do that? If Tatum's not hurt? I don't know. Like it just, he, he did what he was supposed to do when his teammate got injured. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if, um, if, if, it's just that simple. It's not, I don't know if the math is that simple. Like you, you get um, extra 15 points from, from Tatum and they, you know, and then, and get the same production from everybody else because a lot of people stepped up. They just didn't have enough without him. So um, I think it would have made it a closer game. Maybe, maybe they would have won. Can't disagree with you guys more just because we've seen this before with this team, not only this season, but in this series, first of all, they're playing at home. We own them at home in the playoffs, regardless of who's out there playing. But y'all missing the big overall picture of why it wouldn't have mattered if you played or not. As a team, again, they were terrible from three. And you know the, the record, basically, when they can't shoot three-pointers, they basically don't win any games. And I don't care if Jason Tatum is out there, you know, doing his thing. If they can't match us in three-point shooting, they weren't going to win. And it wasn't going to be a close game. And the offense just looked stale, as it normally does. There was no rhythm. I didn't know what they were doing out there. Now, does him being hurt, you know, lessen their chances? Of course. Like, we know he's a top 10 player at worst in the league. But we've seen him struggle in this series, not scoring, not taking field goals in the fourth quarter. Did we just assume he was going to come out here and have a 50-point Jordan game seven? Like, 
I didn't think it was going to happen just simply because I don't think they could hit the three-pointers. We were just hotter than them, and I think that's what it came down to. So I like Tatum, but I feel like y'all give him a little too much credit. I'd like to add one thing, and I mentioned this to Coach, uh, I think yesterday when we were talking about it, that I think what happened, it happening so early in the game that it kind of maybe – you know, worried, yep, got in everyone's head in terms of the team. When when your guy, when your like warrior, a here we go moment, when, like, oh damn, well, this is the last thing we need. Well, well, when exactly when your leader, when your warrior goes down like that, it's oh, like you make, you make, you making him sound oh like my God. <laughs> making him sound like he Jordan. Oh, your warrior, <laughs> like, the leader, like, well, the alpha like, goes down. You know, you know that, who's gonna step up? Bro, that definitely uh, relax. An emotional part. Like you see your guy go Man, down. Was hurt. Like, Holy now, you, you know what? You know what? You know what? I didn't want to have to do this to you, but I had a feeling you would go down this road. Let's stop it. Yeah. The man, the man played the whole game, had what 15 points, 11 boards. I know he was hurt. Are we forgetting that Jimmy Butler been playing with a bad ankle since the Knicks series where he went down and everybody thought he died? Not to mention LeBron at age 40 out here with a torn foot is average, is putting up a 40-point triple double. And we really going to sit here and be like, you know what, Jason Tatum, if his ankle was just a little bit healthier, they would have they would have won the game. Who cares? They didn't get it done. <laughs> like Jason Tatum won't go help them win that game. Like, like the faster remember, we realize that, you know, the better it will be that, for everyone. Remember that when Denver beats Miami, because you're going to have all sorts of excuses. The refs were against us. It was the altitude. Jimmy Butler's hurt. And you know what? You know what? You know what? Which, which, which what you're not going to do is lie just, on this show because I'll sh- don't make me leak these test me- text messages because you even admitted game six was one of the worst officiated games of all oh, time. Oh, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Look, yes, can you we go did. to the next question? Coach got things to do, man. He I know. You, you just won't he shut up. He got things to do. He all right. So, so now their season's over. Big question on everybody's mind is, Will they keep both Tatum and Brown? I, yes. Go ahead, Coach. They should. I think they should keep both of those dudes. I think those dudes, well, we we can do all this um, in terms of, like, um, does he want to be there, does he not want to be there, and reading body language and stuff. Those two dudes can go. Like, those two dudes are, are max-leveled guys, um, Jason Tatum's out of this world. Um, Jalen Brown is really, really, really good. He's like just he's, – he's not too far off. Um, I get it. Like, we're impatient um, as, a, as, a, as a sports society. But, man, I think you need to maybe tweak a few things. But if, I, if, I'm, if I'm Joe Mazzula or the front office, um, you know, we, we had – Shoot, man, we we had we had a couple bad breaks, but we we it wasn't your typical loss to an eight seed. I don't think they should feel bad about that because the Heat are just different and they got in they got in a run. Um, I think it's it's tempting to go get this or that guy, but when when is the last time it worked out? Like where you blow things up or try to try to make a super team didn't work in um, Brooklyn. Didn't work in um, it wasn't it wasn't long term and even in in Golden State or Miami it was it was a flash in the pan in the big scheme of things. Um, it went horribly in L.A. and they fixed they 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 got things right now. That wasn't a that was an old super team, but like still like I just think I just think and I, I know people say this all the time on both sides of the coin like um, get them out of here, blow it up, and and a lot of people are like saying things like I'm saying like patience. Like there's there's something that there's something that, there's value in you know 
not coming somewhere for the first time, you know, watering your grass, you know, and, and, and not worrying about, you know, the grass is always green on the side. Like there's, there's some challenges that come with these new teams. You get a perfect player, but you know, what if, what if it does, what if it is not right for his family or what if the, like there's all these other factors that, that impact anybody when they change jobs and move to a different city. Um, but you got you got a proven commodity team has been the game seven in the finals two years in a row, one, one lost one, uh, I mean the East coast finals, um, Let's let's not act like they didn't make the playoffs. Like you I, know, I normally agree with you, Coach, but but this is why I'm going to disagree here. With, with all due respect, with all due respect, though, that Forget respect. <laughs> there's 613. Oh, he, said. He, said, he, said, he said no. He said no respect. Give us your real answer now. <laughs> there's 613 million dollars, in my opinion, of why you can't keep both. Because this summer, because Jalen Brown was named to the All NBA second team. He's eligible for the supermax of a five-year extension worth $295 million. Tatum, same situation, but next June, he's eligible for a five-year supermax worth $318 million. So when you look, those two supermaxes, they're going to take up 70% of the cap. And there's this whole thing with the CBA and I know we get into the weeds here, but I think I think it is important why I think one of them has to be moved. And, and you know, from my opinion, last week it's Jalen Brown that the Celtics currently are $24 million over the the luxury tax line. With the new the new looming CBA, there's like two layers to it. There's a first layer over the tax line, there's a second layer. When you're over the second layer by 17 million, now you're seeing heavy penalties. Like you can't sign. The, the mid-level exception guy. You can't trade and take on more salary than you're giving away. So think about it. If that happens, when you go to try to make and get that third big three piece, you can't trade away less salary than what you're taking on. So in essence, you're not getting a big three piece. And there's other, there's other restrictions by going over that $17 million tax line. So to me, best interest to trade one of them you haven't won in six years. And I'm not saying blow it up. You're right. Don't blow it up. You've got the core pieces. The thing is, though, I just don't see them keeping both. Leave it, leave it, leave it. Ruin our, ruin our day with all this. <laughs> all this legal stuff, man. Yeah, why you got to be so actual? I mean, no, you're right. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because that rarely factors into my opinion because I don't I don't study and know the, the cap and all that stuff enough. But one thing I think, and, and that's true, I don't, I don't know enough about it, but like, I'm glad you brought that up and, and you, you, you make me think about a few things, but um, Boston, uh, who, who did these picks? Danny Ainge before he left. I, I think he got yeah. most of them. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's widely regarded as, as a really shrewd and, and strategic and, and, and sharp, you know, negotiator, GM deal maker. Um, they have to have a contingency plan. Like the dudes have played as well as they thought they would like, I, I hear what you're saying about three eight or three eighteen and two whatever whatever the crazy million dollars that you spent you sent out like um, I don't know because again I'm I'm not, I'm not in the front office and I not, I don't study the the cap and all that stuff but like I just I just think that um, they've always um, I they, I think they have some picks I think they have some some things they can they can move around 
I think that they they had to have known any 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 front office has to know these these hypotheticals. Like, so we want these guys to play well, play for make first, second team, all league. They know what happens when that when that when they when the guys reach the goals. They they've done their research. So I, I just I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. You might be absolutely right, Bucci, but I'm just thinking like they 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 factored that in, you know, years ago when they when they made these deals. I think so. I just I don't know how many picks they have. Um, I don't think they need a third. Like that's the thing. I think that one of them moving is blowing up the team. Okay. I, I think, and I think that the the changes that the roster. Um, moves that need to be made. I'm not saying that it has to be. I don't think that it has to be a big, a big three type of dude. Let let me ask you this. Sorry, JT. I know you still have to go. Let let me ask you this, Coach. If I was to say the Celtics move Jalen Brown and they get two pieces like a Sangoon who's with the Rockets, so now you've got a big. And you hey, can get on, a jet, and you on, can man. get stop, a jet. Stop, hold on, stop, hold on. Stop going into and, the basement and, and bringing a sleeper guy. And, and you can get a Jalen Green in return, along with one or two first round picks, because Houston may want to bring in Jalen Brown because they're looking at James Harden too. They're they're in that rebuild, but they actually may want to win now. All of a sudden, so if you can move him to Houston, you get two pieces like Jalen Green, who's a ball handler, shot creator, slasher guy. Sangoon, a big underneath, and then a one or two first round picks. Like you wouldn't move Jalen Brown with that those pieces in return? Because I don't think that's blowing it up. That is blowing I, it up. The reason I wouldn't blow the reason I wouldn't do that is because Robert Williams is a he's an animal. He's really, really good. I don't I don't think they have the a, a ton of, you know, I know Al Horford ain't going Al Horford's been in the, in the uh, NBA since um I was in middle school, but doesn't <laughs> like so but he, he's a he's a great like you know locker room like leadership you know see him running time so i don't i, I hear what you're saying about singoon he's he's an exciting young player um but um if they didn't have robert williams i may be more open to that but the other thing is jalen jalen green freakish he's a baby though he's a baby Understood. like you, Understood. you like if you if you tell me that that Jay, that that saying Jalen Green's been in the league for two or three more years and he's been to the West Coast Finals or something or like I I just I I think it's um, he's on his way he may end up being you know one of the best best players that ever played a game but he's I think he's still I think he's still a baby and and I don't I don't know um, I, I don't know that's that's why I'm just you gotta I, I would I mean maybe I'm just being too um, uh, risk averse but. You 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 got something that you 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 know what you have in Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's it's Tatum. It's so been that, working. That's, that's why. It's, yeah. it's been working. Yeah. JT. Oh, uh, look, I hate I hate even having to answer this question because I get why he wanted to go first. He wanted to lay out all the legal stuff, all the, the tech terms, throwing out you know CBA CBA information, what's been ratified, what's not. I get it. I get it. But the problem is, you're right in theory, but let's be real. They don't have any other choice because if you were going to move one of those guys, the move to make would have been trade one of those guys for KD. That would have been the move to make where I'm I'm blowing this up, but I'm not blowing up us winning now. Because if you replace one of those guys with KD, everyone still feels the same. You really are in the same position, maybe even a bit, a bit better. 
So they didn't do that. So now you're stuck with these guys. You got to keep them because of everything you guys said. Like, they're too young. They're two really great players, and you're not going to get fair value in return to trade for one of them and still be able to win now. Like, you got to keep them. Like, and I think, I don't think he, I don't think he's a worse player, but I think Jalen Brown's value around the league might have gone down a little bit the past maybe like two games, especially in this game seven where the warrior Jason Tatum was hurt. He was injured. They needed, you know, Jalen Brown to put up 50. He didn't do it. And Jimmy Butler kind of made him look bad every time he would go left and all the turnovers and stuff like that. Now, I don't know if that's a byproduct of Jalen Brown isn't that guy or this is what happens when you don't have an offense and everybody doesn't get to get a rhythm that best suits them. But I think not making the move for KD and Jalen Brown not separating himself the past two games is why they're going to be stuck keeping them together. So they're going to have to sign both these guys to max contracts and keep them. So real quick, I'm going to go around the corner, though, before we move on to the next one. Let's say they do. They'd sign these guys both to max deals. Can they win with both of them on those deals? Yes or no? Don, I'm going to go to you first. No, they can't. I, I mentioned it, and there's a couple of reasons. I told you the 70% cap space. Now, on top of that, they already have like 22 million guaranteed locked up with other guys. So they're going to lose guys like Derek White, Brogdon, Grant Williams. Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon, they would start on any other team. Like, those are guys that are coming off the bench, essentially. They'd start on any other team. Who? So, Coach, it goes back to, okay, if you move one of those guys, it's a blow-up. Well, if these, if one of those guys leaves, or both, Derek White or Brogdon, you're not bringing in anyone in free agency that's better than those guys. One, there's probably no one better in free agency that's willing to take, you know, a lesser role to come there. But two, we'll, call it, we'll call it what it is. But two, the mid, the they wouldn't have the cap space. is not going to be as good as those it, guys. That's basically it, what it is. Exactly. Like, two, they won't have the cap space. Because, like I said, if they go over that second tier of, of the tax line, they lose a lot of different options, including, from my understanding, the mid-level exception. So you haven't won in six years. They essentially play the same position. When you needed Jalen Brown, this is not a knock against him, but when you needed him to step up Bro, to be I asked the you, alpha, yes no. you're going you to turn didn't. this into a Jalen Brown so bash at, fest. At the end of the day. Yes, yes or no, they, you said they can't win it. I get they, it. They can't win. Well, we got to have an explanation. I get it. Just I get it. Yes Jalen no. Brown sucks. It's all his fault. Short Damn. answer test. This is a short <laughs> answer test. Jesus Christ, man. Coach, Coach Hoskins, can, can they win with both of uh, them max deals or not? I, I think I think they can win with them both having max deals, and that's why, uh, the, or, or this is why. Um, I think that that you're right in terms of they probably cannot afford some of those role players to, to stay at the same salary, but I think that Tatum and Brown and and Robert Williams. I don't know where he falls in the deal and if he's stuck sticking around, but like uh, if if that core right there. Um, can stay there with whatever their deals are without like they may lose Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. Um, but I think that core is good enough and they've had enough recent success where you can maybe get somebody to fill the roles that Brogdon and, and Derek White and maybe some other role players that I'm not remember. Maybe you can get some guys who ain't expensive yet. You're going to get and, PJ and, Tucker. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> but but I'm saying like like those guys, those well, you guys got to hit on those coaches. Those guys were you've got to hit on them. You've got to hit on them, and they have to produce. You know that's not always easy in the league. But those two had to do it too, and they did it. Like what they they were like on it. like 
I don't think Malcolm Brogdon and and, and Derek White and um there was somebody else. I know he's not for um Grant Grant Williams. Uh, Green, but even even for um even for Miami, like Caleb Martin, yeah. you can't afford him now, but you could have afforded him, you know, a year or two ago, whenever you right. got that deal. And there's players in the league right now that I think you can afford, and they can blow up when they get That's to Boston, the and, 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 they, and then then they be, then you maybe have this conversation in three or four years after you you won one or two rings. I can't say I believe I'm saying that, uh, but the Celtics winning one or two rings with some mid-level guys like Derek White and Brogdon, but some replacements for those guys because you couldn't afford them anymore. Then those guys, whoever it is, uh, the mid-level guys that replace uh, Brogdon and Derek White, you can't hang on to them too much longer. Or maybe by then, you know, Tatum and Brown are not as important, and then they move those guys on. But, like, uh, that, I, I, that's why I think they can win with them both having max deals. Easy. I agree with you because why are we acting like we haven't seen this before? They're a top team every year with those guys. So now what's going to change now that they both have max deals? I get the team dynamic is different, but guess what? Those are two elite players. They will figure it out. They're not going to sign a max deal. And all of a sudden they're going to be a five seed every year. It's not going to happen. If if you're talking win a title, let me ask you this coach and JT, you can chime in too. They haven't yet. Let me ask okay, you but this. You, but, okay, so it, let me ask a the bunch question. Of, there's a, let, there's a bunch me, of teams that have elite players on max deals that they do win. Like, let me it's get hard to, my, to win an NBA championship. If you let me, For, ask if you're me. if you're saying that basically we're going to keep the two guys together that have been the engine of this team, all of a sudden just because they're making more money, they're not they're not going to win the championship. We're just counting them out. I get it. You think Jalen Brown sucks? No, and I'm not going to spend an hour for you to say it in 20 ask, different ways. Let me ask this question because I think the Man, question asking all the, these questions. The the question is, you if you believe they can win a title, yes. But coach, they're they're essentially the same position sort of player, like. Does that not concern you? Because that seems to concern a lot of the analysts that we see on these NBA games saying, well, the problem is they play the same position. They need an offset type of guy. Like, we've never seen two guys playing the same position win a title. Like, does that not concern you? Because when you throw these max deals on, now you really have to Coach, hit on these I, other I told positions. You this was going, this is, this, all this is is that he don't like Jalen Brown. and He want him gone. That's that. He's going to try to find a way to no. make you say this. <laughs> Jalen Brown should leave. I've never seen you I'm hate asking somebody you this coach, much. Coach, because the coach is the coach. Don't ask him. Yes. I've never seen you hate somebody this Co- much. Coach is the coach. He knows X's and O's. He knows positions. Like, I want to hear from him. Per, like, convince me otherwise, because everything I'm hearing from these NBA analysts, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, is they can't win because they play the same position. I think I, I don't I don't go with that because um they're they're just they're they're so talented. Like, listen, wh- why are we talking like we can't win with them when they almost did? Like, I, like you know what I mean? It's not like if if again, like I think I said this earlier about a different question, but like if they are not making the playoffs or, or if they're underperforming, like they underperformed in this series, to be to be honest. But like, was it like a gross underperformance against a crappy team? No, it was it was it was some factors that were out of their control. Um, but those guys, those guys that can handle the ball and, and score the ball the way that they do, they're both versatile defensively. Um, the game, um, I, I'm a fan of this. You know, my, my problem is I just don't have enough size to be position oriented. But I also hope that I wouldn't be so locked into positions 
and who's playing the one, two, three, four, five, even if I did have size on my team or in college, high school or the pros, because the game, and I love this trend, the game is becoming positionless. So everybody's switching every single ball screen. So the things that may have been a, a burden or, 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 or a negative in the old NBA, like you said, like they play the same position. I don't, I don't understand that. And I'm not saying that like they're wrong, but like, you know, Van Gundy and, and anybody else, they'd know more, they, they've forgotten more basketball than I know. So I'd love to have that conversation with, with like other people. Um, but I just don't, like the game is positionless. Like we we spent we spent a half hour working on um, switching ball screens and handoffs today in our little summer league practice because um, I'd rather maybe have a bad matchup on one particular possession every once in a while than than draw fouls. And so not to get all into the X and O's, but like those guys um, in today's NBA, I think interchangeable and and do du- du- duplicity at certain positions is good. Not every position on the floor. You know, you don't want to have two prolific point guards. Like, I, I don't know. It just it's like there's certain positions like a, like a true big and a true point guard. Maybe you don't want to have um, multi, multiple um, guys. But for those, those two, three, four positions, they're all six, eight freak athletes anyways. Like um, some of them just shoot a little better. Some defend a little better. Um, but I, I don't. I don't go with that. I know it's a very popular argument. I've heard the same thing about, you know, they play the same position, but like it's, it's, it's not, it's not like it's a failed experiment. They just haven't quite figured it all out yet. These guys are getting older and getting better and getting smarter too. So. See, that's a, that's a great answer. I'm starting to come around now. CJT, that's all I had to hear. Go ahead. Next question, JT. I, 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 Keep I them coming. We're on I a roll. I can't deal with you, man. I, I literally, I literally can't deal with you. I, I would, I, can you just don't say nothing for the rest of the show, man? Like, <laughs> damn. Like, when you hate somebody, you hate them. I, I have a feeling you're going to hate this person, too. I, I never thought we'd be that. talking about this, but here we are. So Dwight Howard was recently interviewed by Chandler Parsons, out of all people, for FanDuel. He was asked to pick between himself and in his prime or Nikola Jokic. And Howard, of course, said, prime Dwight Howard all day, all day, every day. So we got to ask this question. Are we taking prime Dwight Howard or Jokic right now? Don, I'm only going to go to you first because I know you're a hater. So this is get you out the way first. So, so coach, I don't know if you know this. My team's the Orlando Magic, right? So when Dwight Howard left, he hurt me. So I'm not going to lie. Full disclosure here. Dwight Howard ruined the Orlando Magic. He ruined my That's not joy what we asked. That's of the not playoffs what we in the NBA. So let me get to that. I disagree with him. I disagree with him. Jokic is a two-time MVP. Dwight, you are not. And then on top of that, let's go down the list of all the things Jokic does better than Dwight Howard. He shoots better than you. He passes better than you. He's a better teammate than you ever were. Jokic coaches like him more, as you always got into arguments with Stan Van Gundy, even while he was taking you to the NBA Finals. His free throw percentage is almost double of yours, Dwight Howard. Less injuries by Jokic. Like, Dwight, sit down, relax, enjoy. You had a good, really good career. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Coach, you taking Jokic or you taking prime Dwight? Jokic. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do I'm going to do a Missoula uh, answer here. I'll take Jokic. Damn, that's cold. First of all, 
what you're not going to do is disrespect Dwight. Because we can list off all the things that Dwight done that you can't do. Two-time block champ, three-time defensive player of the year, five-time all-NBA defense, eight-time all-NBA. So we're not, we not going to disrespect Dwight Howard like he was a scrub, like the NBA Top 75 did. But when I, when I looked at this question, I looked at it kind of – you already alluded to it. If I'm a team, I'm putting together a team, who do I want to build around more? And it's Jokic. And it's not necessarily for the skill because they're different types of players. Because I feel like you could put Jokic in one conference and Prime Dwight in another, and I wouldn't be surprised if they met in the NBA Finals. Like, they're both elite, you know, players all time. But I just think that for a team environment to be more successful from the coaches to the players, I think Jokic is just easier. And he does a lot of things that I can do where I don't have to go into, like, this specific type of offense for him. So that's why I would pick Jokic over Dwight. But, y'all, come on, we got to give Dwight his flowers. No, no, I, I think 75 other, all time. I know I think, he broke your heart. It's like the kid that asked, you know, Slim Shady for an autograph and he didn't get it. I, I get it. You're having your moment. Well, but well, well, you got to give I, I Dwight his flowers. I got to agree with Germ here. Germ, thank you. Dwight Howard overrated. Thank you. Haters. Thank you. Thank you. I got a question for Germ. Dwight Howard or Josh Allen? Get him out of here. Wow. All right. So there have been a few coaching changes already, uh, coaching hires since the end of the regular season. So we'll play a game of love it, like it, trash it. We haven't done this in a while. So, coach, you know, you, you've got the honors of this. We will name a hire. All right. And you let us know if you love it, like it or trash it. And there was one that we put at the end. There's rumors that it's just coming down today. So there'll be a fourth one. The first one. Houston Rockets hiring Ime Adoka. Coach, I'll start with Coach on this one because I think we should all agree on this one, but maybe not. So, Coach, love it, like it, or trash it. You can really love it. It can just be like, you know, I like it. Not bad, not good. Or you can be like, nah, not not the right fit or not the not the right guy. Ime, I like it. Okay. I like it. I, I – in. I don't I don't get in I don't try to wade into these waters, but like the only reason I don't love it is because I'm just so confused at what the hell happened. And like I don't I don't know if I don't know how bad it was. I mean, we I, it's uncomfortable for me to talk about because you're talking about like people's lives and, and families and like but it but at the same time we get we just got inundated with all these rumors when that came out and like who knows how I just, I don't know. Like, I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think, um, I think they don't, you know, I just, I, I think they don't care. Like, I think in the NBA, I think, I don't know. This is, this is a tough one for me, but like, I, I'll, I'll stop here. Like, I don't love it just because the way things ended in Boston was so confusing. And I don't know if there's any lingering uh, impact from that. Maybe not so much from Udoka, but just how well is he received? Like, does he have different parameters at work that impact his his performance? I don't know. Um, it's just it's just a confusing. Uh, it's a sad one. I, I didn't like hearing that at all on it for for anybody, and that's why I can't love it. But I I think he'll do well there. All right, JT. I don't disagree with him. I love it, and simply because his absence cost Boston the championship. So I got to feel good about him going to Houston. He's got a young, talented core down there. And 
He's already poaching the staff from Boston. I think he brought something like three of his top assistants from his staff. So I think he's set up for success. I love it. And I think he's a good coach. I, I think coach brings up a really good point. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, kind of have that caveat that I'm going to say that whatever happened in Boston was, you know, has, does not have a lingering effect here was, you know, he didn't, I'm going to guess that he didn't do anything criminally wrong. All right. As, as germs got to chime in. Let's just call it. call it. I'm not even reading that. You can read it if you want. I'm not reading the wrong person's woman and it cost him. Like, so let's be real. If he didn't do anything criminally wrong, then what I would say is that I do love it then. Right. If he did nothing criminally wrong, I do love it. He's a great coach. I think he's in a no pressure situation. Doesn't need to win. He obviously could handle the pressure in Boston. He has those young guys and he's a respected coach. And when you've got young guys that respect a coach, he can get a lot out of them and really and really teach them. So I, I love it. Next one, Milwaukee Bucks hire Raptors assistant coach Adrian Griffin. JT, let me let me let me start with you. I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Got nothing to do with him. Trash it. Just because I don't think they should have got rid of Budaholzer. Like, you just won a championship with this guy. How often has Milwaukee been the top seed, not just in the East, but in the whole NBA? Like, they've been up there every year since Budenholzer's been there. You've won, and he has one bad year, and you get rid of him for a guy that's never done it before. I can't I can't love it. I can't like it. I got to hate it. But it has nothing to do with him, personally. It's the choice by the Bucks. All right. Coach? Um, uh, I would say, hold on. I, I was, I was pulling something up right before, right before you, you, you came to me too quick. Um, <laughs> come uh, on over to the dark side, man. It's, it's okay to say you hate it. I, 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 I was going down the same road as, as you, uh, JT with like, I didn't think Budenholzer should have been fired. And that's, that's probably why I'm not going to trash it. Um, and the only reason I'm not going to trash it is, um, because I really like Adrian Griffin's journey. I like I like the respect that he's garnered. Like he's he's um I don't know him at all, but he seems he's he just seems solid as a rock. Um, I think his daughter plays at UConn, and um, like why that obviously that doesn't matter at all. But like it's just I, I I just like it, and you know just seeing a guy get that opportunity. I, I um I think as a former player, um, I never I obviously I never played at that level, but I think that um. Sometimes former players get a bad rap and it delays their their imminent hiring or 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 just they don't get a job because people people think that they can't work and they get they get labeled if they come to college like guys that they don't work like the NBA is a tough job and it's it's um the guy the guy is 48 years old um he's he's been responsible for a lot of success in some other areas and that's why I can't trash it but like if it was like the question was like the the Milwaukee Bucks were right for for getting rid of Budenholzer. I would trash that, but I do I do like it, um, but I can't love it for the same reasons that JT uh, wanted to trash it. Yeah, I, I'm going just based on this hire. Forget what happened before with the firing, because we can yeah we can we can definitely debate that and say maybe Milwaukee was wrong. So just on this hire, I like it. Um, he's he was a winner with Toronto. He knows the business, as Coach said. You know, he, he's done it his whole life, has family in it. I guess the reason why I don't love it and it's just like it is because Milwaukee's trying to win now, 
And correct me if I'm wrong, I think Adrian Griffin's a first-time head coach now in the NBA, right, with this with this move. That's the only reason why I don't love it. Because if you, you've got Giannis, maybe the best player in the world right now, you've got a team that just won it, what, two years ago. So it's like, you got to win now. Give me that big name or give me that guy that's like, been there just hasn't been able to win it like so that's the only thing that worries me is that he's a first-time head coach in a, in a really a big spot um so i like it so the next one philadelphia 76ers hiring nick nurse and i'm gonna go to jt because i i just feel like you know he, he may he may he may uh he may go on a rant here so what <laughs> J, jt Why? love it like it or trash it i don't know i just got Damn. that feeling go ahead i feel like i feel like you're just coming to me for ratings at this point like go you, ahead. i feel like go i'm ahead. being picked on you no, singing me out we got coach that's, here that's a compliment ratings, man that's a compliment Jesus, man. We got coach here for the ratings. Relax. You know you here. know why you coming to me first? Because you know I hate this damn heart. <laughs> you know I'm going to trash it. That's why. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Look, with all due respect to oh, coaches that, on the panel. That means, that means you about to disrespect. With people. all due respect, I'm about to disrespect Nick Nurse. Let's keep it real. Kawhi made him bigger than he is. Like, his <laughs> – where do I start? First of all, in Toronto, I feel like his – his rotations were terrible. Like I just never understood it. Like you're playing, you're playing your veteran starters big unnecessary minutes, and you can't figure out a rotation. And your answer to that is to put a bunch of bigs in there who can't shoot and just mix it up every night where it doesn't make sense. Your DNP and guys, you're not developing players that I thought should have got chances. Guys like Malachi Flynn, like they see the floor one night that they don't, and then somebody like Chris Boucher will have a hot stretch for two weeks, and then we won't hear from him for the next two months. Like that just tells me that. Majuri and Kawhi have basically massed two coaches there, him and Dwayne Casey. So I'm not buying it. And then why would Philly do this? Your whole goal is to build around the strengths of Joel Embiid. You know what's not a strength of Joel Embiid? Playing unnecessary minutes where he got to be out there 50 minutes a game for nothing. So RIP to Embiid's knees. Like, this don't make no sense. They basically hired Tom Thibodeau 2.0. So I J trash JT. JT, this is not a fantasy basketball show. Trashing it. I mean, you, you mentioned everybody Embiid, on their roster Embiid, won the third Embiid will be shut down by the All-Star break. I'm wow. calling it right now. So, so, Coach, see why I went to him first? I told you he was going to go off on a rant. Look at that. Look at that. Emotional. He's an emotional guy. Not emotional. So, Coach, tell the truth. You, you're not the emotional guy, right? You, you're you're the level-headed not guy. Not you talking about Jalen Brown for, for forever. We know you don't like him. You're why emotional you about any guy you don't Can like. We, can we move on from that? Why do you keep bringing it up? Coach, love it, like it, trash it. Nick Nurse to the 76ers. Love it. Ooh, okay. Um, and the reason I love it is because I think I think Nick Nurse is a, is a good coach. Um, and kind of part of the reason, like, I think I might love it for the same reasons you might have trashed it, JT. Like, what if he's the right guy? Because – He's got he's got a he's got an all pro Hall of Famer. Um, he's got two of them right now. I don't know if they're gonna stay with James Harden, but like, what if what if he's a guy like, what if his ego is is small enough to get out of the way? Um, and you're right. Maybe maybe they have a great GM in Maury and a, and a great uh, and a great coach who knows. I'm sorry, a, a great player like uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, they got they got their version of Kawhi Leonard in terms of like an MVP level guy, um, and I know this ain't helping my own uh, 
career longevity, but I don't coach in the NBA, so I guess it doesn't matter. Like coaching matters certain amounts at certain levels. And I just think that when you get to the NBA, I, I'm just I'm I'm reluctant to finish my sentence because I don't want to sound like I'm discrediting coaches, but um these dudes are so damn good. Um <laughs> like you know that that debate pops up every once in a while, like you know, what if the NBA, like what if there was a player coach or what if the like what if there was no coach or the coach had a lesser role, like there, there's obviously I'm, I'm never going to say even if I wasn't a coach, I'd never say that, you know, we're irrelevant and unnecessary. But I just don't think like I know that my impact is going to be bigger. I'm the same person. My impact is going to be minimal on the NBA level, bigger on the college level and huge on the high school youth level, just because of where these kids and, and adults are in their own development and their IQ of the game. So um that's why that's why I love his hire because he's done this before with a with a co-player with a with a with a star player and he's you know for lack of a better word because I know it's not this simple but he he got out of the way and um maybe that's what Philly need and not, I'm not saying Doc Rivers was in the way but maybe maybe they need a, a new voice a fresh voice who's who doesn't have a have an ego again not talking about Doc Rivers but maybe his ego is is strong enough or or just you know, small enough to to do his job without trying to soak up headlines or, or 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 flex on people. Just get it done. He seems to be like he seems like he has no life either. He just does all basketball. So I guess, well, I guess so. that's the opposite of what I said. So you, you the tiebreaker. What it is? I, I, I'm gonna go right in the middle. I like it. I like it. I, I just I can't yeah, say yeah, I no. love it. There, there's something that holds me back. I can't explain it, but. You know, he's a former champ. No matter no matter how he got it, no matter who was on the team, you know, he's a former champ in terms of being the head coach of a team that won an NBA title. You know how difficult that is? He's got a lot of talent in Philly. So if we want to dog him that, oh, he had all this talent in Toronto, Kawhi saved him. Well, just like Coach said, they've got a lot of talent in Philly. And they got Joe Embiid, who's the reigning MVP going into next year. And guess what? He beat the 76ers, right? Well, he beat them even though Kawhi hit that great shot. So he knows how to beat them. If he knows their weaknesses, maybe he can help them mask some of those and really get to their strengths. So when did they win it? When did, when did Toronto win it? it? Two years ago? Like five years ago? Uh, maybe like, yeah, maybe more like three years ago. Four, four years so ago. last year. Yeah, four, 2019. Four years. Year I think it was right before the bubble. Year, it was the year before the bubble, right? So yeah. you had 2019 was, was Toronto. The bubble year was 2020 LA, 21 Milwaukee. 22 Golden State, and we're at 23. Yep. Looked to be like I was crazy when I said five. I was close. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, it just doesn't feel that long ago, though. It, yeah, is, crazy. it, is, it is what it is. You know, I, I coached a kid that played for Toronto last year when Nick Nurse was there, and um, he said the dude is a friggin' genius, like just conceptually, like just on the fly. Um, okay. So, um, you know, elite players usually like that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, and you can say what you want about uh, how powerful and impactful uh, Embiid is or Kawhi Leonard is um, not to double, not to backtrack on my answer, but like that's, it's not, nobody's ever going to say, Hey, I want the least talented team as opposed to the most talented team. But like, let's not act like having the most talented team 
is is not without its challenges. You know what I mean? Like being able to awesome. put Kawhi Leonard in his right spots and put Embiid in his right spots and move people around around those guys and and um, just managing those egos. Like, yeah, maybe like ain't, ain't no head coach in the NBA um, there because of player development. You know what I mean? Like they might have gotten there because of player development and they've got relationships. But once they get to that head coaching spot, it's not like they're just you know, they, they've hopefully got a staff and a, and a routine and a plan to help guys get better, but they're not, they're not rebounding and setting screens and going, going through actions with those guys. It, it's just, um, you've got, you've got a, you're more of a manager. Shoot, college is in like that. They're starting to call college coaches managers like they, like they kind of call NBA coaches because there's just so much movement and the kids are so talented and, you know. Don't yeah. get don't get me don't get me off track. Yeah, I mean, co- college coaches are trying to keep guys from hitting the portal, and they've got to manage NIL deals and who's making what on the team. I mean, for sure. I mean, the college coaching has has definitely become more difficult. Um, yeah. The the last hire, the word is that Detroit Pistons are putting one big package together to get Monty Williams. So, JT, real quick, love it, like it, or trash it. I want to love it, but I I can only like it because I'm not convinced that Detroit isn't going to try to do some sort of like forever rebuild they've been doing. <laughs> if 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 they're like, all right, cool, we got our guy, we got our players, are going to try to win now. I love it, but I got to only like it because it's the Pistons. I never know what that front office is doing. All right, coach. Um, that's uh, it's Detroit, man. Like, who cares? Like no, um, you just you just hating because the bad boys beat you guys in '89. Relax. I love I love Monty Williams. I I do I do love Monty Williams. I remember him when he was a player in Notre Dame, um, just barely like, and all the way up through his career. um, uh, I understand why he got let go in Phoenix, even if I don't agree with it. Um, But um, the only reason I say I like it is because I'm attaching like the name to like the chances of winning a championship. And I don't, I don't know if there's a coach. I don't know if I would say love it about anybody because of, because they're going to control. Yeah, I get that. Well, well, that's why I love it because I'm looking at it from Detroit's, you know, perspective that this is great because you got to write, like they always seem to be in a rebuild. They're bringing in younger guys. Then they get rid of that young guy and bring in even a younger guy. I think with bringing in Monty Williams, they're saying we're going to try to win now. Or that's what very- that's what I, that's what I hope happens. Yeah, me too. Especially for Monty's sake, because I think he's a, I think he's a great coach. I, I like him a lot. Uh, the, or at the very least, they're saying we're going to give Monty time to build this thing up and to develop the guys, as Coach says. So it's either they're going all in, they want to start winning, or they're at least going to give him time you know, to get through some of the lumps to get the, the young guys to where they can be successful in, in the playoffs. So, you know, we'll we'll see. So, Coach, you played this last week. Forget about it or Fugazi. Are, are you game to do it again? I thought you did a great job last time. You agreed with most of my stuff, so I thought you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> so the way it works for the fans and listeners, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Hopefully you'll, you'll join us again. But the way it works is forget about it for Gazy. We're going to read a statement. If we agree with it and we think it's a good take, a hot take, we're going to say forget about it. All right. 
You can go through the forget about it segment from Donnie Brasco. He can explain what all that means. Or if you don't agree with it and you think it's wrong, you're going to say Fugazi. All right. So first one, I'll kick it off to you first, Coach. Caleb Martin should have been the Eastern Conference Finals MVP instead of Jimmy Butler. All right. JT's going to give this a forget about it. <laughs> so uh, you, you tried uh, that last time Caleb, and, you, and you didn't uh, get uh, me. Uh, the Don is going to give this a forget about it. No, I yeah, I'm going Fugazi. And I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell you, I think I think if we just kept the numbers, um, uh, as as impressive as Caleb Martin's numbers, I think that uh, Jimmy's numbers were better overall. I know his percentages were higher, but like he's Jimmy shooting the ball a lot, and he has to. I, I think so that, um, and I think, quite frankly, I don't want to take anything away from Caleb Martin, but like. It's who, who, which of those two is going to sneak up on anybody? You know what I mean? Like, so for, for Jimmy Butler to play at that level when everybody knows he's coming, they know how, how well, how important he is to the team in general, but also how well playoff Hemi. Like, I just, I think it's close. And I, I, I totally agree with the, like the five to four vote. And I wouldn't have been like saying he got screwed if, if, uh, if Caleb Martin won it. But I just think that like his numbers were ridiculous. I think I know it came in a loss because of a, a you know that last second tip in, but it wasn't sexy. But the output, and I think, it was mostly free throws and just just willing willing the team to 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 victory almost. Like what he did in Game Six, I don't think he got enough credit just because of the tip in. He was playing horrible. Well, he was his numbers were horrible, and then now I think he, he said it right. Like, he was playing horrible. What, what was what was his run like? What do y'all remember? Yeah, I, think, I, I think the last five shots, but like he just think, kept getting it done after a like a really crappy game. Yeah, I think the last game. the last five minutes of that game or something of Game Six, Butler had like their you know eleven points or something like that. Yeah, he may have been eight from the foul line, but who cares? Right. So that the, so that that's like it's it's close, it's close. But I got to go Fugazi, even okay. though it's it's a worthy argument and. Um, I want to see if I'm right about my predictions about y'all. <laughs> JT. <laughs> oh, you're right about the predictions, but you're wrong about the answer. It's forget about it. And <laughs> the reason is, is because let's keep it real. Jimmy Butler, once they adjusted to him and not uh, stopped biting on those pump fakes, he was playing horribly. And Caleb Martin carried us in this series. Like, if it wasn't for him, we don't win, especially the last four games he carried us. And let's not overlook what he did. 135 points on 60% shooting. Most in the Eastern Conference Finals by undrafted player. And only six players in the history of the NBA have done at least what he did or more in the Conference Finals. That list is Shaq, Wade, LeBron, Dwight, Kareem, and Kim. Like, just think about that. Like, that's elite company. And if you notice anything special about that list, like, those are all greats. And some of them are mostly bigs. But let's just keep it real. Caleb was all-time special in this in this in this round and jimmy butler need to be sending him a check or something because he is the reason we are in the nba finals so yes forget about it jt said it best coach you're right with the predictions you're wrong with the answer it is forget about it and i think this is the the difference in it game six because butler has that great finish it's because caleb martin kind of kept him in it 
And then game seven, when fair, you really, fair. when you really needed to amp it up, I'll tell you what, yeah, Butler played good. The stats are there, but I'm telling you, it was like every time there was an open shot or every time Boston you thought was making it close, all of a sudden Martin hits a three. Like he it's not even hitting the rim. And so I think game six and seven is where Caleb separated himself when we're talking about the MVP race, right? So that's why I, I think it's forget about it. Okay, th- those are good points. Um, the only the only thing I, I disagree with, um, it's not not because it's wrong, but it's just in terms of like it's it's I think it was it was it nine people voting. Was it like nine nine? Voters? It was close. I think it was like it was ten. I think it was four nine. It was I think it was five to four or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, and and those are probably you know guys with a, with a strong background and know the league, but like at that moment. Um, the only, only part of the, I forget which, which one of y'all said, but the only part of the argument I, I, I question is when you pull up the historical stats. So they're not wrong. Obviously, you're, you're giving off factual historical stats. But like if I'm a voter, that can't be in my mind at the moment that I'm voting. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, at least I ain't smart enough for that. You know I what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Great. This is going to be. If, if someone gave those guys that list and Caleb Martin's on it, it's yeah, kind of hard it not to not to use it. No, no, what I'm saying is like they make that they make that vote. What at game? Sure, they're probably kind of thinking about it and crunching some numbers yeah. before game seven. But like, right. do we like? I think I think we do that a lot as as a sports culture. We 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 come up with all these reasons that we have time to think about as opposed to like the person who made the mistake or maybe voted the wrong way or some way you disagree with when they didn't have the luxury of being, you know, the, the Monday morning quarterback and like looking up stuff. So um, that's, that's fair. You guys made me almost waver, but I, I, I stick, I stick with my, my point, but I, I, I agree with, with y'all's, with y'all's points. All right. We're going to see if he's going to get this one, right? <laughs> Bam out of bio will be cooked alive by Nikola Jokic in the NBA finals. Forget about it or for Gazy. Don, I'm going to go to you because I know this your guy. All right. I want to hear Coach's answer, so I'm going to be real quick. I'm going to say I, I am a BAM fan. I named my, my fantasy basketball team after him. I'm going to say forget about it. I mean, BAM is not playing confident right now. And I know BAM's a, a, a little bit undersized, you know, four or five, whatever you want to say. But, I mean, Jokic right now can't be stopped if Bam's not playing with confidence. Because I think what hurts Bam is his offense isn't clicking. I think that may affect his defense. So I, I, I'm concerned. Forget about it. I'll go before you. I, I, I'll get this out of the way, too. <laughs> it's forget about it. He about to be burnt beyond recognition. Jokic might give this dude 40, 20, and 15 in three quarters. It's wow. a wrap. Oh, man. Come on. Not that bad. Dang. Fugazi. Um I say with confidence, Coach. You, on, you're act, you're no, playing no, like I'll, Bam I'll, right I'll now. You, I'll tell you why. Like um Bam out of bio. Um I don't expect him to like I don't expect him to keep playing this way. I think he's extremely talented. He's got a lot of pride. Um I I think the it's gonna I think I'm not I think Jokic will get the better of him. But I know, and I know we all know that that's different than getting cooked alive. Will he win the matchup? I think he'll win the matchup. But I think, um, like, Bam out of bio, like, he's got the best first name to describe anybody's game is anybody I've ever, I've ever heard of. Like, like 
I get I get sore just I feel like I'm I feel like I'm just watching him play I get sore like he's so physical and he's so attacking like he's going to be a different um challenge than Anthony Davis. Right. Anthony Davis is not like what you Anthony Davis is not like the point center they're not running like they kind of have I haven't watched enough to Robert say this. Williams and, have, and Al Horford made him like a G League player in this series and I yeah. can only imagine what Jokic's going to do. I don't know but like here's my thing is like, they he's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot when he when he's playing well. He's not like a, the same point center that Jokic is. Obviously, he, he's I never seen anybody like him. He's 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 ridiculous. But like when when um, Bam is like posting up and banging and he's he's playing at the elbow and dropping off backdoor passes or hammer passes or, or you know flares and stuff like that. And then he's if he gets in space and, and whipping around and, and and we know he's gonna win a foot race if he gets a step on Jokic like so. I just think that, like, offensively, um, Jokic is is gonna do what he does, but I think Jokic is gonna have to work extremely hard to, because um, Bam Adebayo is 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 a totally different player, but really really tough to guard. He's gonna put it on the floor more and and, and pass more, so you have to factor in just both of their fatigue levels by what they have to do to guard the other guy or score on the other guy. So it's it's. If, if there was like a middle a middle choice like there is with um like it love it or hate it I'd probably go in the middle but I can't say forget about it because um I just think Bam Adebayo is too good and they I, I think everybody on the Heat's gonna step their game up and nobody's gonna so, buy into this. So you still so you still sticking with Fugazi, right? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't I don't I don't know, man. You sound like you sound like you agree. No, with no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with I'm, I'm Fugazi because I don't think All we're right. talking about how hard Yoga's gonna have to work. Yoke is going to give him a combo, a, a family pack. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on. I want to, I want to, I want to, um, one of y'all come up with some numbers that you think each, like, I, I bet you that Bam Adebayo will give you 18. No, I, I, I think I'll get, he'll get you 18 and 12. Um, so series. in a series, something like that. Oh, See, we but, talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. Like what I'm saying, if, if he does that, if he if he, if he give you 18 and 12 and like three or four assists, what? Let, let's just assume. Let's just say that that's what he does, because that that wouldn't be like outlandish for Bam, right? Like 18, right. 12, and four, yeah. maybe two blocks. That's I mean, kind of pretty good if they can get that out of him, though. So if they get something like that out of him, what type of numbers would would y'all do y'all think that Jokic would have to have? To to consider himself cooking Bam out of bio, does he have to have well, 30 and 19, 35? You know, I I was thinking more on the offensive side. That's the way I took this question, right? Like, yeah, because yeah, I don't think Jokic is going to completely shut down Bam. I think the problem with Bam's offense is going to be inconsistent. He could have that one good game where he goes twenty five and fifteen, but then he might he might end up with an eleven and eight game. Um, I think offensively for Jokic for him to, I, I mean. You could maybe see him averaging anywhere between 30 to 35 a game point-wise. You know, he's going to get his 12 to 14 rebounds and 10 assists. I mean, that's probably – that's the range, I think, that what he's going to do. And I think it's going to be so effective that it's going to make Bam look worse than what it, you know, really is. Because, I mean, Jokic's averages are, what, 27 points a game, what, 12 and a half boards – 
10 assists or something. So I just think that Jokic is going to be so effective scoring over 30 that it's going to look like Bam is playing worse than, than what he actually is. So next one, I'm going to go to JT first because I don't know how he's going to react. Oh, boy. <laughs> A LeBron trade to the Warriors ruins his legacy. JT? Oh, forget about it. Because the Jordan fans will never let this die. We'll never hear the end of this shit. And it's because LeBron is going to team up with the one team that has been his kryptonite in the prime of his era. I like, beat that. They're, they're not his kryptonite. It is. The, they like, had to go get it. KD. No, no, no. If the Warriors didn't exist, how many titles would LeBron have? This is, a, this is the dynasty you said is the best dynasty of all time. And now... LeBron is gonna go team it with him. It can't. I can't think it would. It would. It would kill his his legacy. He wouldn't. He would never be number one. Coach, you agree with with JT? First of all, I have to ask a question: Is this is this something that actually picking up steam? Yeah, it's out there. <laughs> As for those for those watching and listening. Coach is a big Lakers fan, so that is why he does not want to want to see this. Coach, I think you you may have swore under your breath. You, you can add to the potty mouth. No, I didn't swear under my breath, right. but I, I I dropped you the whole lot of stuff <laughs> up in my head. Um, so if your boy leaves, is his legacy over? To damage it. I might be a LeBron stand. I'm just gonna go out and go ahead and admit it, and it has nothing to do with him playing on the Lakers. Um, just his his consistency. So I think it would ruin his legacy to I, I, I say forget about it um in the in the in the bigger scheme of things. Basically him me personally me personally no. Um I, I I love the I love the player empowerment. I love the the control he's taken over his career and like I love the fact that he doesn't care as much about what we think about whether he leaves or goes or leaves or stays. But I, I think in terms of the pundits and just the general public, I think, forget about it. It would ruin his leg legacy, even if it wouldn't be ruined for me. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Fugazi. And this is why at this point, if if you're like coach or like me, and I think JT's in, in the same, in the same line here, that it can't ruin his legacy to us, right? Can't ruin it because He's done so great for 20 years. Like, what, what does this one, you know, one or two years mean? It means nothing. If you're against him already, you're going to stay against him because what he did to Cleveland to go to Miami, they will always hold that against him. So it doesn't matter what he does from here on out. He can never make up for what he did by leaving Cleveland to go to Miami if you're an MJ fan. So this is just adding more fuel to the fire, but that fire's already going because of what he did Cleveland to Miami. So that's why I say for Gaze. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you'll, do, you'll do anything to go against the grain. I, that's not going against the grain. I, I'm I'm being truthful. And, and coach, he he segued into my answer, saying for him it won't change it, but for the grand scheme of things, it does. And all I'm saying is it's already been ruined. That night he made the decision in the summer of 2010, his legacy was over in terms of the perfection compared to MJ. It really I was. 
I got it, you. It I really was. Now, now this next one, Coach, I'm gonna skip you because you already you already ruined it. You blew it up in the first in the first topic, <laughs> so so I'm gonna exclude you from this one because you can't you really can't answer this question. But I got a quick question though. Sorry, go ahead. I got a quick question. This ruining the legacy. It's uncharted territory. Every other 38 year old that that done something like this or tail end of their career guy, nobody gave two craps about them because. They were bouncing around. Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaq. Patrick Ewing, Michael Carl, Jordan. Carl Malone. Um, uh, Shaq. Shaq played for 15 teams in his last three years or something. Like, it was Wait, like, I'm chasing rings. Chasing rings. Yeah, so, like, the only reason this is even a, a, a discussion is because he's playing at such a level, a high level, and winning and impacting the league and the game at such a high level. Um, that's, like, but every, every, like, a lot of stars do this. I Like, Jordan's the last person I thought, would would play for other teams. Patrick Ewing didn't wait. Didn't Ewing? He did. He went to Seattle. Yep. Yeah, he went like, to Seattle. So a lot of people do it. They just they're they're not playing at a high level in, in two or three years from just having won a championship. Right. Like, like and, and, and listen, Scotty Pippen did it right. Went to Portland. Ended up in Houston. That was a disaster. Barkley's chasing rings. Carl Malone. Gary Payton's chasing rings. Like it's because he's so well established that. It's amazing at 38 going on 39, we're still talking about him as being like top three player in the world, top five player in the world where it's like, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's just crazy. So I think people are still holding him to such a high standard. So. All right. All right. Well, look, y'all, y'all ruined number four. So we got to throw it out the window because we did not. How did we ruin it? Did y'all pick the heat? So does it matter? (laughs) neither of y'all picked the heat so we're gonna skip that i'm gonna answer it and say obviously the panther and the heat gonna be the first teams to win an nhl and nba title in the same year from the same city y'all said Denver gonna win so that can't happen so we're gonna so we're gonna bypass that so we're gonna roll through these last uh last nfl topics really quick um Raiders. Coach, coach are, are you good to stay on? We'd love to have you on here for this. I'm good. I'm good to stay. Just, just I, I, don't, don't expect much. That's all I got. All right. No, no, no worries. No, no pressure. We just gonna go through these real quick. So the Raiders and Jimmy G agreed to terms on a contract back in March, but now it's making headlines that Jimmy G had foot surgery back in March. His foot injury would have led him to fail his physical. So instead, he signed a waiver acknowledging that he's waiving any claims against the Ra- Raiders and he may have um pertains to that foot injury. Now, Don, I'm going to go to you. Did the Raiders completely butcher the Jimmy G situation? No. It's the it's the exact opposite, JT. They covered themselves pretty nice here. He can't sue them for the injury. So anything basically pertaining to that foot injury, they can't he can't sue them, all right? He waives the risk such as what they said in the, in the uh in the addendum G to the contract is what it was called. It's an addendum, it was section G, but such as permanent disability. So he waived the risk of that, all right? And any disputes shall be resolved by at the discretion of the club's physician, of the club's physician. So not they, even his they, independent they, doctor to, and, to get him and, off the hook. And on top of that, the Raiders have the ability to terminate the contract with no further obligation. The signing bonus has been removed. So basically no guaranteed money. There's no risk for the, for the Raiders. They can cut him here and not owe him anything. Jimmy G is taking all the risks. 
So he went from having guaranteed like eleven and a half million dollar or twenty some million dollar signing bonus or eleven and a half to to nothing if they cut him due to the injury. They made out like bandits here. Coach, you agreeing with him? Yeah, yeah, because um, I, I think I think there's no other. I don't I don't know another way that I don't know how much better uh the Raiders could have handled it given given the situation. I think I think they have um I think they give they give themselves some protection at the end of the day. And like if there's a need if there's a league where you need to protect yourself as an owner against injuries and, and other stuff, it's the NFL, man. It's just like uh so no I I, I do I do agree and I, I think um I, I think that would have happened um anywhere he went. I think mm. I think any any I think any team would have done that. I think I think they're smart for doing it um, now, and that's why. And I also think that Jimmy G's smart for doing it for agreeing to it because I think any any like everybody would have had that same stance. Like we're not going to throw all this money at you and give you all these guarantees with this hanging around. So either either kick rocks or or, or sign this that that kind of protects protects us, and then bet on yourself and stay healthy. Yeah, it's either be a starting quarterback here or good luck trying to find a, a backup job at this point somewhere. Right. Y'all just brushing over the elephant in the room. It's easy. No, they didn't butcher it because the moment they got rid of Derek Carr and replaced it with Jimmy G, that told me the fix was in. They're going to tank. So this just furthers that. It helps them out. Now, the real question in this whole situation is Tom Brady, who is now, I think he's officially part of the ownership group, Will he be the first player slash owner in NFL history, or will they continue to tank for Caleb Williams? He's going to be Jimmy G's backup. (laughs) (laughs) So so the answer to the question is yes, Tom Brady will play for the Raiders this year as a backup, making him the first first owner owner player ever. And they're still still tanking because of the Jimmy G starting and not Tom Brady who will actually win games. Now, listen – he, he's not going to be. And, and I'll tell you why, JT, it comes down to a matter of, of fact is that the, the Raiders, well, one, the Raiders will always mess things up. But if you did your homework, JT, all right, the vote for Brady's ownership bid won't take place until the next owner's meeting, which is held in October. Mm. And so and so there's a source out there. They don't know who the source is, but the source is saying that Tom Brady's one can, one condition or KD's burner account. One condition for Brady to be a minority owner is that he must be completely retired with no intention of returning. So it seems like people were thinking like you, JT, in that he's going to try to play and we don't want him to be an owner and a player. So we got to put the kibosh on it right now by putting in the terms that you can't be playing if you want to be have an ownership ownership stake. That's a fancy way of saying that. No, it's not going to happen. And the reason for what you just said, obviously, but I think the owners are too petty to let that happen, which you just (laughs) described. But let's be real. He didn't quit his job at Fox and turn down, I think, like almost four hundred million dollars to come be the starting quarterback for the Raiders. He want to be an owner. He want to be in the box. He want to be at the games. Tom Brady ain't coming back. Let's cut this out. Then why'd All you right. pick him up in, in Dynasty Fantasy Football, bro? Because you never know what he's going to do. There's that, there's that 1% uh-huh. chance. Don't act like you wouldn't have picked him up. Don't uh-huh. be bad. I beat you to it. I'm smarter. I'm better. Already, you know this. Already, 
I already got better quarterbacks than you. I don't have yeah, with Tom Brady on my roster. Let's go to the next one. Hurry up. All right. The Arizona Cardinals officially cut DeAndre Hopkins on Tuesday. While they saved around $8 million in cap space, he's actually still going to account for $22.6 million of dead cap money for the Cardinals this upcoming season. Tell me how much they, numbers, y'all, by the tell, way. This, this, this man will get all the numbers you, in there. You've got to give the background because that goes to show you how that, much they just this, wanted to get cap, rid of him. His cap space, his cap space has had nothing to do with the actual question. Absolutely ask question. does. Ask the damn question. Ask the damn <laughs> so, question. So I'll go Jesus. to JT. I'll go to JT first, coach. That way you have a, you have a second to, to think here because – for, for people listening, these are all impromptu questions to coach, all right? He's nice enough to, to stick around for us. So, JT, where will D-Hop land? What team? Hey, look, man, shout out to Germ. Stuff about sports, go check them out. He already leaked He already leaked the script. He's wow. going to Buffalo. He's going to <laughs> Buffalo. Stephon Diggs already tweeted. D-Hop tweeted back. They're doing that OBJ shit. He's going to Buffalo. Signed, sealed, delivered. It's a mistake. He should go to the Chiefs. Because if I'm if I'm on my last legs, I'm going to play with the GOAT. But everybody loves Josh Allen for some reason. You want to go play with him. So it's going to Buffalo. Coach, you, you agree with the Bills? No. Well, I I have a question. Um, what what was what was D Hop's production last year? Well, it wasn't up to his normal standards. What, well, I think he was suspended the first six games, right? Six games, yeah. For PDs. Yeah. So so, I mean, yeah, the, the production definitely wasn't going to be there. Then Kyler Murray, you know, was injured um, and they didn't have as good of a year. So he I, I believe he's going to he's turning 31 to give you, you know, a reference in terms of age as as well. Baltimore. Where you got him going? Oh, Baltimore. OK. Hey, they're, they have the third best odds behind. <laughs> but, oh, God. <laughs> L- L- Lamar is the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson and the University of Louisville. Oh, don't say don't 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 uh, say that. So you you started a whole different conversation on this show. Don't say we, nothing about we, Lamar. Uh, we, we can't have you on for NFL anymore. I was so, so, so Don, where, where is he going? I know, I know you're not picking the Ravens because you would absolutely hate that. So I would not want to see that. So, that so where be. so where is he going? So so JT Vegas has the best odds going to the Bills plus three hundred, but. My gut feeling, if, if I just got to go on my gut, I think it's the Chargers. Warm weather, stays on the West Coast. It's a dome. He's got a young, really good QB that's going to sling it around. He could, in the difference between him going to Kansas City, Buffalo, even Baltimore now, as they've added like guys like OBJ, he can actually make a significant impact with, with the Keenan Chargers. Allen and Mike Williams and Quentin Johnson all there? Like, where's he going to get the ball? Absolutely. You, you know why? Because Mike Williams is always hurt. Keenan Allen's getting older and is always, you know, injured or pulling a hamstring. He can make a, a significant impact, in my opinion, there. I'm going to tell you something you once told me. This ain't fantasy football. All right. <laughs> so moving on from that ridiculous answer. Last one. I know Don don't want to talk about this, but I don't. Panthers, I don't. Stanley I don't. Cup final against the Vegas Golden Knights. Woo, starts this Saturday. Who five-time champs right here? Five-time y'all, y'all, y'all been around since since the Revolutionary War. 
Um, in the last 30 years, in the last yeah, okay. 30 years, five cups in the last 30 Nobody years. Nobody asking you about that. Damn. Where's your, hey, where's your gear? You got all this heat gear. You can't oh wear both God. on the show. You can't have it, something hanging up in win. the back. I can't win. They go into the cup finals. Second Who time ever. wins you the Stanley Cup that. and why? Can you coach, answer that? Coach, I'm, I'm going to go first, coach. It's yeah, Vegas in five. It's Vegas in five. JT is not a true fan. And we're only doing this segment because the Florida Panthers are in it. If it was the Penguins, he would not have put this on the list. So that's my answer. Vegas I wouldn't have to because I you would sweep them. <laughs> if the I Penguins, no, if the Penguins would, were worth shit, you, it you would, would be have, on the show every week. You would have asked this segment if I tried to put it in there. That's why your name's on the show first. Go ahead, Coach. Florida Panthers, man. Oh, Coach. Hey, I, I might not Panthers. have to invite you Florida back Panthers. on, man. You're going Baltimore Ravens fan. You agreed with him on the on the opening topic, and now you're going Florida Panthers. The man's, on, a, the man's an, a super intelligent person. Come on, man. Coach. You know what he's talking about. I expect better than this. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the Panthers. Look, look, because- I get it. I get it. Um, the, the 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 Penguins had a a rough playoff, right? Like that was that was that was it them or Boston that had an amazing year and got knocked that was out? Boston. That was that was Boston. Okay, that was Boston. so I, I, I know a tiny Don't ask tiny about tiny the Penguins. Bit, like, <laughs> What was the, what was the, what was the Pittsburgh's, uh, what was the Pittsburgh's record this year? Were they in the playoffs? Coach, tell are, are, are you rubbing no, salt in the wound now? Tell them what happened. They missed the playoffs by one point. I remember. Yes, I remember this. I remember Wow. This. Now yeah. you remembered all of this. I remember that, Coach. No, but that. what I'm saying is I feel you like I'm at, I'm at this place with the Lakers where, and you're probably here with the Penguins, like people ask you who you think is going to win the, um, the, the, the Stanley Cup this year. Vegas or Florida? Uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to win. Like people, like people want to ask my kids. Ask me all the time. Do you think it's going to win? Nuggets or Heat? I said Lakers. I was like, but they're not playing. I don't give a. I don't care. Lakers. Y'all sound so like I, y'all living in. Y'all sound like y'all living in. I get what you're feeling right now, but I just, I um, strangely enough, one of the few players I, I like watching and and kind of pay attention a little bit to is uh, Kachuk from um, from Florida, and I'm not going. to if, if I said I had any more uh, analytical reason, uh, I would be lying. Um, but that's why I'm going with the uh, Florida Panthers. And 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 I think um, I think you need to give JT a break, man. So I'm, I'm, that's another reason. Wow. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Like we didn't Coach. talk about that. We're, we're gonna have a talk at work tomorrow. We're, we're gonna <laughs> have a talk. It's, we're gonna have a talk. Don't bother that man. You never take the side of JT. Trust it's me. It's obviously gonna be the Panthers. I'm picking them in six. It's weird because these two teams. They're like they're similar in different ways. Like you forget, like Vegas before the All Star break, they weren't a good team. And then after the All Star break, I think I was reading something where they hadn't lost two games in a row, at, like in four months. Like they're just they're on this ridiculous roll. Their offense is really good. They you know they attack the goal really well. But I just think the Panthers just feel like one of those teams where they're like the Heat. They're like a team of destiny. Like they've been counted out every round. Like nobody wants them to win any round. So I think if the goalies can withstand the offensive onslaught from Vegas. I think that's what's going to come down to. And so far, we've shown we can do that. JT and, and coach, I think you'll agree with me. What do I always say, JT? The team has to go through lumps, especially in the NBA playoffs. And they the have NHL to keep playoffs. climbing that next step. I they, get it, they've yeah. got to take it step by step. Florida hasn't been through, except this year, hasn't been through those wars, hasn't been through those battles. Las Vegas had. Right. As the inaugural team, I think they got to the finals. They lost to what Washington or something. They battled. They've been through the playoffs. It's their turn. 
Like it is their turn, and I just think they're they're gonna win. And I think a big part of it's that experience, unfortunately. Hey JT, can you name three players on the Florida Panthers? Uh Kachuk, uh Barowski. What, 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 what do you want? Why are you always doing yeah, See, you don't know. You know, coach you knows more. Do this too. All right. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. There's always some sport meaningless stat of the day, but it's always fun. This comes from our guy Scott Leaser. Uh, big, big follower today or big follower of the show commented earlier about the Miami heat with the undrafted free agents. Here you go, coach. I think you'll appreciate this because it involves some Laker history here with the heat advancing to the NBA finals. Pat Riley has now been part of 25% of the NBA finals in league history. Three with the Lakers, 10 as a, or I should say three as a player with the Lakers, 10 as a coach and now six as an executive in the NBA. Pretty impressive. Shout out to Pat Riley, and he still has phenomenal hair. So, Coach, any, any final thoughts, Coach? I feel like you wanted to say something there. I don't want to cut you off. I, I um, his, his career is, is like, it's, it's amazing. Like, the, the, the arc of his career – and, and the players that he's coached and, and like, like going from a, a, a well-known player and like a, a high-level player at Kentucky and then everything he did in the NBA as a player, then as a coach of one team, like that's Hall of Fame. Like he stops with the Lakers and doesn't go to another arena for the rest of his life. He's a, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And then he goes and, and runs the heat as a coach and an, and an executive for like another 50 years. And like he's just still – like he, the, the level of consistency and like the winning and like the, the, like the heat culture. I mean, and it's, he took, it's, 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 it's a study. It's a, it's a case study, man. And don't forget, he took the Knicks to the finals in 94. Hey, I forgot about that. And, yeah. and a lot of those players kind of set the mood for 99 when, when they also got there again, even though he was, he was long gone by then. But, um, but yeah. And I, I don't know if you've seen it yet, coach winning time. You, you got to watch it if you haven't yet. Shame on you if you haven't, because I, I told you about it. I know you told, me, you told me. All right. I don't know if JT watched it, but that's a phenomenal show. Uh, I believe on Showtime or HBO Max. HBO anyway. Max, man. Come on. Ne- neither, you got to tell them ne- where to watch it. it. It doesn't matter. Neither one's a sponsor yet. If they were a sponsor of ours, I'd be I'd be knowing exactly what. what well, call, call in your hookups, man. I don't got any. You're you, supposed you to have them. Down. Connections. Do something you, about it. You're supposed to have them. So, Coach. Thank you again two weeks in a row for taking time. Again, a lot of fun, man. A lot of knowledge you you given. No, we we thank you a lot. Thank you very much. And again, we hope to have you on in the near future. You never know how soon. We still got basketball to talk about. We're gonna have the NBA draft coming up. So so just be ready, just in case we we call you out of the bullpen. Just be thank ready. Thank you, man. man. Uh, I, I enjoy it, man. This this is uh you guys got me thinking about stuff I usually don't think about and and uh Watching, watch, watching you two do your thing is always fun. So it's fun to be a part of it, man. I, I just, I just hope we get at least six games uh, in the finals uh, for, for the NBA. Sorry, it's it'll be four. Five. It's gonna be five. Eating four. It's gonna be five. Eating four. <laughs> Eat four. I, 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 I'm taking you out. I'm taking you out to a really, really nice uh, <laughs> Starbucks, JT. Oh uh, no! No 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 no! You 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 don't get up there with me we will be going we'll be going to recruit. hey i'm gonna say it on on air fancy lunch if the heat win and a, and a fancy dinner 
like a whole like hell two dinners if they sweep. Boom. Next time JT comes up, with the, hey, hey, coach, that lunch can't be can't be at the dining hall. We know what we're t- well, I, you know what I'm only talking only because about it's closed in the summer. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. nah, he, he, go, he go he gonna learn he gonna learn this lesson the hard way. All right, I'm ready. So, <laughs> coach, for real though, thank you so much. Gr- great time, great time. We'll, we'll definitely have you back on if you're if you're willing to spend time with us. So, absolutely, thank you guys. Thank you. And to all the fans and listeners out there, thank you very much, as always, for listening and supporting us. Couldn't do it without you. Remember to please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcasts. Remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to follow us on social media, our handle at JT in the Dawn, we can be found on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. So once again, JT in the Dawn All Sports Podcast presented it or presented by Give Us a Shot Network. And JT, until the next episode, see you. Peace.